Come on, everybody is affected. This is an abnormal time, and Tracy Cousineau and real estate expert advisors have had to make changes, just like you, to marketing and appointments. But Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors, they are still selling homes. The housing market is essential. 33 homes under contract in the last 14 days. Do you have questions about the market? Call Tracy Cousineau direct. Set up a 15-minute chat. Uh, to answer any questions you may have at this time, Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors, up to 18% more. That's what you can get, 18% more than uh, with a traditional real estate agent. They are real estate expert advisors at TracyCousineau.com. That's Cousin with an E-A-U because you know she's going to sell your home. Hey, it's Scott Bagwell from the New Magic 105.9 in Brunswick, Georgia, and you're hanging with the hardest working dude in all of broadcasting, my main man, Cadillac Jack. One of my first jobs in radio was in the same building as Caddy, and he inspired me to work my way to where I am today. So sit back, relax, and turn it up. It's Caddy and Donna with my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old. I put in a very loyal 26 years until July 2019. Welcome to my second act. My name's Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. And I kind of feel like I've um, I've cleared this hurdle sort of with the corona quarantine. I feel like I'm kind of, you know how we've talked about like grief has many stages and right. there's like denial, sadness, all that thing. And I think I've kind of been through all of those in quarantine and I I don't know why because there's still so much sadness. I mean obviously the numbers don't lie and the things that are going on politically and everything. But I mentally kind of feel like and maybe it's the weather in Atlanta, it's beautiful right now. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. You know, and you and I were talking about this weekend um you have good days and you have bad days and sometimes you don't even know why. You just wake up in a funk and you almost are just like, you know what? I'm going to sit in my funk and then the next day hopefully it'll be better. You call me out. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's just tough some days, but I feel like personally, like, and again, maybe it's the weather. It's like, I got this. I'm going to keep doing this. I got to power through. I'm going to be positive for the kids. Try to make it work. You know, for me, it was Easter Sunday. It was tough for you. And, um, gosh, I, I, I questioned my, my faith a little bit Wow. of yeah. all days on Easter Sunday. Well, and it was a tough and day. And it killed me. And I'm all right with the Lord. Right. We're okay. We were okay Monday, but Easter Sunday for me was, uh, it was tough. That was, it was a bad day for me and it's okay to have bad days. Uh, yes. Chris Cuomo just this week on his, uh, Sirius XM satellite show, he just went off and yeah. just unloaded about CNN, his employer and about how he really doesn't like his job. Right. Kelly Ripa a couple of weeks ago broke down yeah. on a uh, live because she came, she said, listen, I'm struggling. This is not planned. I did not plan to break down on national television, but I'm not speaking to two of my kids right now well, during the quarantine. Your emotions are right. They're very raw. I mean, they are. And I think sometimes if you are not used to, you know, sitting in your feelings, so to speak, it catches you off guard. You know, it could be something your kids say or do or or something that you did last year at this time that you're not able to do. Something as simple, like you said, as Easter gathering is, you know, a, a, an extended family. Um, and yes, you know, there's so much to be thankful for every day when we get up. But yeah, I mean, I think it's okay. And, and I think that could be one of the good things that comes out of this is people realize that, you know what, it's okay to show your feelings. You, you don't have to walk around being perfect all the time. 
You know, it's okay to be mad. It's okay to, to be political. It's okay to have, to have, you know, feelings and, and, and to voice them at times. Um, and, and I think maybe that's something good that will come out of it. But I feel a little bit, I, I feel a little hopeful and maybe it's just the time that's gone on. So we'll see, you know. So we are at the App and Podcast Network, part of the App and Media Group on North Main Street in Alpharetta. We drive separately everywhere that we go. So we always discuss top of the pod, how, how, what song we were jamming to on the way home. It's our core 57 hype songs. So mine was Justin Bieber, Bigger. It is one of our favorite Justin Bieber songs. And I don't know why. I mean, I, I don't I, know. I mean, there's, I, I have a couple bigger than that. But. Oh, my God. Bigger so good. No, because it was back in the Justin Bieber bangs day. You know, like when he had that cute little hairdo. And he was he was so young. And we went to see him with the girls. Maybe I'm feeling a little nostalgic. We took like this. They were little. We took this white limo. It was like a white stretch limo pre-Uber. And took it down to see Justin Bieber. And I remember them being so little. And like you and I were jamming out. And they were like, it's too loud. Like we had earphones We for didn't them. stay. No, they didn't want to be there. And we, it wasn't because of me. No. I, get, I get tagged often about leaving events early with the kids or with Nana. No, we were like jamming out. But that, you know, it was one of those things that you try to take your kids to when they're probably too little to be somewhere. You don't realize that until they're older. But we had ear protection for them. We did. But I remember them wearing their pajamas in the limo on the way home. It was just a fun time. So it was uh, Justin Bieber bigger. It's a great song. When you hear it, you're going to know why. What was your Core 57? I have two. Uh-oh. I have two. I'll let two come. Thank you. Donna controls the username and password for the Spotify playlist. Yes. So uh, it's birthday week for Loretta Lynn. Oh, She's okay. 88 this week. So I would like to add, don't come home a drinking with loving on your mind. Oh, wow. Now, I don't know if that's on Spotify. <laughs> we'll have to check. <laughs> I may have to do some digging. Don't come home drinking. You, you, come on, so I in. love that. I mean, it's tough to to like coal miners' daughter. Think of the the. I had some good ones. Country music is Loretta Lynn. She's one of the of the, 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 the forefathers. For for mothers. For mothers, yeah, that's great. Second one that I would like to add is uh, we're all in this together. So two different spectrums of the really of yeah. of, of, of music. If you are listening on uh, upload day, which is Thursday, April the sixteenth. Tonight on ABC, have you heard about this? We haven't talked about no. this. No. The Disney Family Sing-Along. I can't wait. It's going to be hosted by Seacrest. And so Kenny Ortega, right, who was yes. the director of High School Musicals? Yeah, all and, of them, and I think, uh, I think Flash Dance and stuff. Yeah, lots of stuff. He reached out to all of the East Side, uh, uh, East High Wildcats, Donna. Oh, my gosh. And so they're all going to be on the tube tonight singing. We're all in this together in other hits Zach from. Everyone? Well, I want to get to that. Oh. So confirmed tonight, Vanessa Hudgens, Ashley Tisdale, Corbin Blue, Monique Coleman, and Lucas uh, uh, yes. Gra- Graybill? Or Graham? Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He played Sharpay's brother. Zach Efron agreed to come on board to send a message during the special. Oh, so he's not going to sing. I don't think he's singing. I read something where uh, uh, Kenny Ortega, when he was trying to wrangle everybody together, he said, you know, we, it took us a while to find Zach. Well, I think he's kind of moved on from that project because he was so but come young. On. It's, it's, I think it's like the 15th anniversary of High School Musical. I know. Week. And it's not like he needs to be above it because, I mean, all he's done is It's like, the Disney family yeah. sing-along. I can't wait. It'll probably just be you and I. Like, the girls probably won't participate at this point. Olivia used to act out High School Musical in her room from the beginning to the end. I mean, she knew every word of it. We love that movie. Also, joining the Wildcats, Christina Aguilera, Michael Buble, Kristen Chenoweth. Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, Josh Groban, Tori Kelly, and more. Well, who are they? Like some homeschooler kids that just joined in? Or what's their story? They just came to Eastside? Yeah. 
What's that story? Are they the rival school? Win or lose, we're teammates. That's what they say. That's what we're all about. This is only going to happen if we all work together. Now, who's in? I love the message right now. Yeah. Yes. So we're all in this together. Don't come home a drinking. And Bieber's Bigger will all be added to our Core 57 Hype Song playlist on Spotify. If that doesn't tell you something about the Spotify playlist, just those three, how far we go. Um, and Core 57 has two locations, Milton and Alpharetta City Center. They will remain having two locations once the world opens back up. But right now they are doing a virtual class schedule. Colleen has all the instructors in there doing different classes. Um, it is the same as if you walk through the doors of the gym, but you're just doing it from home now. So please, again, support local. Thank you, Colleen. And Core 57, reach out to her to get the virtual code. The glue of the country music industry is Trudy Daniel. Yeah, you know that show that used to be on called um, Clarissa Knows All? I think it was on like Nickelodeon. Trudy Knows All. She really does. Trudy's been a great friend of ours. Personally and professionally, she works for, uh, is, is a very high ranking, one of the highest ranking members of her record label. And she lives in Noonan in Coweta County. She's just a good old Southern girl. She reached out, and I love this. If you hear something that makes you go, wait a minute, that's not right, or <laughs> yes. or, or that, that you flag, or that you agree or disagree with, reach out on, on any social media outlet. Trudy reached out after we talked about Sam Hunt. Mm-hmm. And remember I said, body like a back road. I didn't understand why he would add it to Southside, his new project, since it was on, uh, uh, since it was on I thought it was on Montevallo. Montevallo. Montevallo, yeah. And Trudy said, no, no, it was not. She reached out on Facebook, said, nope. You're wrong, Caddy. It was not on Montevallo. Uh, and that's why it's on Southside. Because it wasn't really on an album, right? No. It was just kind of released in between. It was supposed to be the lead single from the album. And the album, which just came out two weeks ago, kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Now we know years. Right. So I don't know how much more popular the song can get because it was like one of the most downloaded and listened to and loved songs of any genre in the year 2017 when it came out. I think it's what really kind of put him on the map, really. So why not substitute that with another song? That's my only thing. But Trudy, thank you for reaching out. And how about this? I, I questioned maybe Sam Hunt Street Week. His, you his, did? Yes, you did. Well, no, I just said he's been gone so long. I wonder yeah. how he's going to do. You ready for this? Well, Con- yeah. I personally want to congratulate Sam Hunt on 50,000 copies, downloads, first week for Southside. That's great, especially in the time we're in. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a great week no matter what. But I mean... Obviously, that's a that, with with little to no press um, on his side. That's a great week. First time I met Sam, I remember it was we did a listener party at the top of that uh, was it whiskey bar in Buckhead on top of the hotel. W. Oh yes, yes, yes. The something. W. Whisk, yes. We did a listener event there when he first. You know, he's from Rock Mart, which right. is west West Atlanta, West Georgia. And first time I met him, he's like, "Oh my gosh!" And I I, I loved his music. Wait, By that time, a couple Sam of songs Hunt had come is out. from Rock Mart. Yes. Okay, this is just like Polk County. This is just like the big and rich thing and Lone Star. I had no idea. You are an encyclopedia of music. I love this. Okay. Sam Hunt says to me, Oh my gosh, Cadillac Jack, we used to listen to you. You know, he played football in high school. He was a great football player. We used to listen to you in the field house. Did that make every you feel Friday old? night? Huh? Like, well, okay, I mean, but great. this is yeah. eight years ago. Yeah. Then, you know. So congratulations, Sam. Proud of you. And uh, check it out, Southside. It's grown on me a lot. Grown on me a lot. It's a different sound, but uh, it's a good sound. Uh couple other chart notes, Donna, since we are a music podcast. Bill Withers fans downloaded 18,000 copies of The Best of Bill Withers, Lean on Me. Mm. You know, he died. Yes. Now, I'm going to tell myself here. I oh. did not know okay. that Lean on Me 
was written by Bill Withers. I had no idea. Lean on me. Did you think it was no one problem. of those new ones like you did when um, when Christina Aguilera and all of them re- did Moulin Rouge? Moulin Rouge. No, I don't think it was that, but it was, it's just a song that we've all sung at different parts in our lives before yeah. our entire lives. And I just never took the time to wonder who wrote or performed it. And it turns out it's Bill Withers. You know who I thought wrote it? It was uh. like Sam Cooke. So I'm, I'm kind of like with you. Yeah. And, Maybe uh, we're uh, not a music podcast <laughs> after all. <laughs> uh, the weekend is starting to flatten the curve. After three huge weeks, another 86,000, but he's down 36%. But, I mean, 86,000 copies moved in a week and you're down 36%. That's pretty good. Flatten the curve. Do you think we're going to start using the vernacular that we picked up during the pandemic? Probably. Like after this is all over, like in just conversation and communication? Oh, absolutely. I think there's going to be a million of them. I mean, had you ever, had you ever heard of social distancing prior to all this? No, flatten the curve. Just, I mean, any of In my these, life, I'd often wanted to do it. Right, but you didn't know what, what it was appropriately called, you know? So. So dissecting the chart got me to thinking about first week sales. And I found a list of the albums that have sold at least 1 million copies in its first, in, in, in the album's first week in the U.S. Last time it happened, Donna, was 2008. Little Wayne sold a million copies or something. Wow. Uh, Adele sold 3.38 million in 2015. First week, 3.38 million. That's crazy. Uh, NSYNC has hit uh, a million plus two times. Backstreet Boys hit a million plus first week uh, two plus times. Eminem two plus times. 50 Cent did it in 2005. Taylor? Garth did it with Double Live in 1998. These are the albums that have sold at least 1 million copies in the first week of release. Who has had four albums move 1 million copies in one week? Four albums. Taylor. Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. Good stuff. Good stuff. Believe it or not, the phones at 1-800-HURT-911 are still ringing. And, and they're still busy helping those injured in car accidents. Because regardless of, of what's going on in the world, people are going to get in car accidents. Now, there are less cars on the road. But that doesn't mean that accidents aren't going to be happening. Traffic is going to be down. But drivers are more distracted than ever. And at 1-800-HURT-911, they're doing everything they can to keep you safe. They're doing everything that they can to keep you healthy. 800-HURT-911 only handles car accidents. So if you've been in a car accident and suddenly don't feel so great, call 1-800-HURT-911. The best attorneys, the best doctors in Atlanta, if you have been injured in a car accident, 1-800-HURT-911. That's the number, 1-800-HURT-911. Are you tired of hearing your spouse breathe at this point? Okay. Are, 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 are we live? Are you calling are we me back? out? Are we back after the break? Are you calling me out? Yes, I am here, tired of hearing you breathe. Thank you. Thank you for and realizing. Chew, and chew. Are we at that point? It's been about a month. I have misophonia. So this is a very challenging time for those of us that suffer from the debilitating disease known as misophonia. Doesn't rank up there with COVID-19. By any stretch, but misophonia. Right, because it's a narcissistic, selfish disease, right? Call it what you'd like. I didn't ask to be born with it. Actually, it's it's, it's the, the, I hate noise. It's the the, the hatred of noise. One of the kids called you out the other day because they were like, you're, you're, you were chewing something. And they were like, isn't that driving you crazy because you're smacking your own cereal? And you're like, no, it doesn't. I can do whatever I want. It's when other people... (laughs) Make the noises. I, it's a, I, I've never denied it's a very selfish disease, but I can't. I, it's okay if I tap my pen. It's okay if I, um, you know, 
What is that motion? What? Let me tell you what that motion is. That's that's me like uh, tossing around a drink, spinning something. Yeah, like sweet tea with ice in it. It's a perfect disease for I you. I can spin my eyes. You can't. Yeah, it's a perfect disease for you. Yeah. Thank you, Donna. Mm-hmm. So, with everybody being home right now, what are you realizing about your spouse that you didn't know? <laughs> well, so I was watching people are like turning their spouses in on social media and they're hilarious and they're not the obvious things that you think of like you know they they start work at a certain time or they have to have a certain kind of coffee but it's the things they say and do with employees that people are starting to see with their spouses that they never knew and i'll give you a couple examples these are hilarious so one person says a funny thing about quarantining is hearing your partner in full work mode for the first time like i'm married to the let's circle back around guy who knew and you would know that because you're not in the office with no. until now. And then this woman says, uh, <laughs> my husband works from home full time, but I remember the day I realized he was the one more question person at the end of the meetings. I was shook. Someone <laughs> said they're married to, uh, let me just clarify. <laughs> just like things people say. And then this one person said, turns out my husband can actually small talk. Not just with anyone we know in non-work life. In other words, there's not much small talk around the house. I guess. My partner is laid back and chilled about everything. Never has much of an opinion or argument, but apparently at work, he's super competent and speaks up and gets things done. It's very disorienting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. So I've kind of realized a few things about you. Oh, here's another oh, one. This wait, is, is really where we're going with this. Okay. This is another one. Why don't we table that? And revisit it in a couple of days. This woman says, we've never tabled a damn thing and revisited anything in our entire 36-year marriage. (laughs) (laughs) So you, because I'm working with you now, like we, but we've been working together since January. And we've obviously worked together as, as a um, parental unit, you know, spouses, but I had never worked, worked with you on a job. And there's some things that I figured out about you. (laughs) You have no patience. You're just not figuring that out? Well, I mean, I knew you didn't at home, but again, like people are saying, I was wondering if you were different, like in a work setting. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of different there. And you don't have much of a bedside manner. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like if you were my doctor, like you don't start the conversation with, hey, um, how are you doing this morning? Okay, this is what we're going to talk about. Or how about this on the podcast? You're just like, don't forget you need to be on time. And and don't, don't, you know, just giving me all these like... You know, well, I'm a stickler for being on time. I am too. Well, you're not though. Okay, do you you're want me, not. Do you want me to bring it up now, or do you? When so you're going to roll your eyes? I also have another job. Oh, that again. Sometimes I have that, to. <laughs> I've got another job yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, leave. I don't hear that a half dozen times. So today. sometimes I do have to do things for the <laughs> other job. Uh-huh. It's not like I'm just well, sitting around we eating. We have bonbons. a pretty standard tape time. Okay. And at ten of that hour, you're you're blow drying your hair in the bathroom. All I'm right. grabbing my key because we don't, we seriously, we do not drive anywhere together. We drive separately. For so, this reason. <laughs> so I grab my keys and I'm going to say, listen, I'll meet you at the studio. I'll meet you at work. You know what's funny about not driving together? Huh? This is a little life hack we could give to people. The most important, you may be the type of people who like to drive everywhere together. What is the, we're going to talk about this. What is the one place you never want to drive with your spouse to? And you know where I'm going with this. Because we did it with Will and Will's um, at Will's mom therapy. Oh yes, never, yeah. never, never, never. That's a life hack. Never drive with your spouse to therapy. 
Because the car ride home is going to be just dismal. <laughs> you need to process everything that happened in the hour. You're going to be like driving and the person, you're just going to feel the heat of the other person just staring at you, you know, holes through you. But yeah, other than that, I mean, you're pretty, you're pretty, uh, what? you're good to work with. You're good. You're good to work with. Well, so are you. Yeah. Yeah. I used to say about you. Yeah. Here we go. Part two. We're I'm not gonna, done. I love it. We're not I'm done gonna, yet. Let me I'm, hang on. Let me get some water. I'm going to go back in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit out. No, I did used to say to you, you would, when you worked with Dallas or even Allie, you would say, like, they could tell you, like, Allie would be talking about, you know, things that they were, that they were having tough times within their lives. And you would listen to them and offer them advice. And like, you were that kind of, you know, you were, you were good. You're saying on the radio or in general. Okay. And I would be like, and then if I had some problem, you'd like, you know, you just need to solve this. That's Donna. That's not true. (laughs) No, it is. That's not true. And It it is. When when someone in the studio wanted to talk about personal stuff, I would always say save it for ten, save it for ten. Meaning, but 10 they o'clock. may have not wanted to talk about it on the radio, you know. But I'm talking about conversations off the air oh. when, like, uh, you know, Tracy Lawrence records playing or something. Oh right, yeah. Or Jason Aldean song or commercials. The conversations that are had in in radio studios when you're dark on the air, meaning you're not on the air for whatever reason, music commercials. I guess that'd be the only two reasons why, but. Uh, the conversations are very honest and very true and, and sometimes shocking. I think most wives would say that, though, like about their husbands, like, oh, well, you listen to all your employees and stuff, and you're so kind, and right. you have plenty of time for all your employees. But then when I have a problem, Hans is not. <laughs> you know, I'm just page, saying. Page, page. Yeah. I didn't believe you when you told me about, I, about this Martha Stewart post on Instagram. Oh, it's crazy. I even... I. As I'm looking at it right now, and Donna's going to share it with you, as I look at it right now, I don't even know if this, is this her verified account? I just, yes, she has a check. I can't believe that Martha Stewart has has done this. Although she admits that she smoked weed with, uh, what's his name? Um, Snoop Dogg. And, um, you know, I, I don't think she is the Martha Stewart that we knew from 20 years ago. And I like it. I like the fact that she's. Well, I think it changed after she went to prison. I mean, well, she, you know. <laughs> She was trying to keep up that perfection. She got tougher. Yeah, she, she was got keeping. Tougher. She became somebody. Somebody. <laughs> she had to shank someone yeah. in prison. Yeah, she. Um, but I like that about her because her image is that of this, you know, perfect homemaker and everything. And I think she's really done a good job sometimes, like twisting that. You know, all she has a cooking show that she does with Snoop Dogg, and it's hilarious. But so she, um, she left this. They're calling it like an incomprehensible comment on Saturday on the Instagram account, means it, which means a drunk. Just couldn't understand it. Yeah, and it was on the Instagram account for Best Little Hen House in Texas, and they have these little baby chicks, you know, that they raise. So they had written all this stuff about the chickens and how the chicks turn into chickens, and it's so cute and all the stuff for Easter. And she comes back in and says. I mean, you're not going to understand this, but she says, M as me sure you feed and water them daily and keep the heat as no BK in Asnid where you finally come back to New York City. Who's going to care for them? <laughs> and this, then is she, a, this is a, ver- a post from the verified yeah. account of Martha Stewart. Yeah. And she comes back and she, and she owns it. She says, what a mess. I've been drinking. <laughs> I guess she saw it the next day. Have you ever done? I know you have. Have sure, you ever yeah. done that where oh, you post delete, stuff on social delete, and stuff. the next day you get delete, up and you're delete, like, delete, delete, oh delete, my delete. God. And you're just hoping no one saw it. What a mess. I have been drinking. Yeah. And it's got the check mark verified. We're going to include this Martha Stewart post from Instagram in the letter. 
this Saturday. So Very I've already funny. written that down, Donna, on yep. the letter list of things that we cobbled together and you. deliver to you and your inbox on Saturday mornings. And it's uh, free and easy to sign up. Left on red, R E D, red is in the color, no spaces to the number 22828. That's right. There's a question mark. Right there. Yeah. And I keep saying, and, it, and it's very true. Please sign up now because the world is coming back and the concerts are going to start rolling back in and we're going to have tickets to give away to every major concert that comes through. And the way that you will win them, one of the ways um, is um, through the letter. And that's one of the things we, there's many things we love about podcasting, but we love interacting with you. And it makes it so easy because, you know, when you're on the radio, it, I think it was harder to interact with listeners than it is now. We we love interacting with people on social media. If you text us, if you email, you can email straight back from the letter and it comes back to you. So um, you get all those emails, which is great. And we know people are cycling in too. We see the numbers yeah. and um, everybody's in front of a screen at home. And while you work from home, you can listen to podcasts, hearing from a lot of new listeners and also from you know people saying I'm catching up, which is never the case. You never catch up. You just listen on your own time. They never go away. And when we launched in January, you know, I didn't read podcasting for dummies. I didn't read any rules of podcasting from the pros, which maybe I should have, but I, I just didn't want to because I wanted it to be organic. And this may not be your typical podcast, but this is what we are. It's like morning show, the morning show that I did for decades here in Atlanta, but in podcast form and the ability to take my time for the first time ever and tell stories. Where when I was on the radio, I'm, I don't kid when I say I had two minutes. I oh, had two minutes and red lights would start blinking in the studio if I were not done talking in two minutes. Do you know the details I had to cut out of stories that I so wanted to share for whatever reason? Well, and most of these stories you could not have shared just because, I mean, well, just because, it, you know, the radio station would not would not have wanted to, again, make someone mad or make someone happy or, or you know, anything. It was just tightly wound. I'm also thinking I found this picture because, you know, we also include lots of pictures in the letter that kind of, you know, uh, complement the two weeks podcast. I found a picture of my sister. Do people want to see what Jujana looks like? Sure. Do we include that? Yes. Do we, we told the story about Jujana coming out at Harris in Cherokee with Reva McIntyre. And I found that picture. I mean, you and I are biggest houses. What? We were just eating back then. What is going well, on? I still am eating. Okay. And loving it. But we'll include that in the letter. Left on red, R-E-D, no spaces, the number 22828. What is going on? In the world with people thinking that there are no real life consequences to the way that you're acting online right now. We shared the story about Bubba Wallace a couple of weeks ago about him rage quitting during a race and he lost his sponsors for being a quitter. They called him out on social media said we do not promote quitters. NASCAR right now to just keep their fans engaged every weekend. They are doing an iRacing live stream, and it's simulators in the driver's homes or at their shops uh, that are being used to entertain NASCAR fans. So it's basically just huge video games, and you get to see what you know each, each driver's simulator looks like. And so you get kind of a look behind the scenes. But Kyle Larson, just Easter Sunday... Or, uh, did they? Yeah, they raced on Easter Sunday. Normally they wouldn't. I didn't think about this, but the iRacing, they had a race on Easter Sunday. And in, in, in NASCAR racing, the Cup guys always had Easter Sunday off. It was a, a dark weekend. Um, he used a horrible word, Kyle Larson did, when, when talking to his crew on his headset. And he thought that he was only talking to his crew. And suddenly you hear another driver pipe in and say, 
hey, Kyle, everybody can hear you. And you hear him say something, and, and somebody jumped in real quick and said, just don't say anything. And it was, it was really light. Everybody's trying to, almost like whispers, but you could hear it. Like, yeah. Kyle, don't say anything. But the moment that that driver, uh, the driver told him that that racial slur that he said had just been broadcast to everybody, it was something like, what? But you could hear in his voice with just a what? You could hear in his voice. He knew. Oh, my gosh. Two shots here with two NASCAR drivers in as many, in two weeks. When he was suspended. And did he lose sponsorships as well? Yes. Yeah. yeah. McDonald's said, listen. We're out. They right. didn't. They didn't blink. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Credit One Bank also dropped him. Not only from well, and he's a, he's suspended indefinitely from from NASCAR. Right. You know, I think again, and there is no excuse for it. There's just not. But I think again, as we talked about, you know, in previous pods, and he, it's almost like he's playing a video game with his friends. Again, still not acceptable. What you you know how? But you know, I guess if you're in your own basement bedroom playing with your friends you know that's your life but i think these drivers have forgotten that they're basically you know the reason that nascar came up with this make no mistake is to satisfy the sponsors and that's what these drivers don't understand if they were savvy at all they would know that and someone in their you know on their team would have given them some information about that they're they're not doing this just for the fans i mean yes they are but the reason is is that these sponsors have spent millions of dollars to have their logos on those cars going around the track and you know all all of the things that go with any any type of sports sponsorship so they've done this to give the sponsors extra attention that's not the attention that mcdonald's and credit one wanted And, and i think that you know it's a bigger conversation but it also, you know, you had this through the radio station that, you know, when you work with sponsors, and we we have sponsors on our podcast now, that, you know, you you do have a responsibility, you know, to understand that you're speaking out. We would never, you know, sponsor someone on the pod that we would not shop with, work with, use. And I just think these guys are very immature, and they do not realize that, you know, they're younger guys and they think they're playing a video game just like our kids do. But once you stick it out there on social media, once you've said it, you can take it back all you want, but it's going to be a long climb back up to the top. And Kyle Larson issued an, he, he videotaped an apology about yeah. 30 seconds and it just fell flat. Of course it did. Yeah, of course it did. But everybody remember as you sit in front of your screens at home and, and screen time and we, we've, you know, you, you really can't control the kids right now with screen time. I don't think. No. Because they're also doing schooling, but they also need to connect with their friends and stay connected with their friends and, and, and try to, to, you know, your kids are affected just as more than, than we are as parents, I think. Yeah. You just have to constantly remind them that nothing they do, you know, is anonymous. And unfortunately, these apps have given them the mindset, the Snapchats of the world and everything that you put it out there. And it's there for a few seconds. Your parents can't see it. No one can see it. People see it. They do see it. And what they see it's actually easier to put together someone's life through social media than it is sometimes meeting them in person because you really do start to see the the true patterns and the way people think, okay, I've got one that I, I did not say anything like that, but you're going to die about this. So I was 
doing like a, you know, Zoom happy hour with some friends, some girlfriends. And I had made my, I was joking around. We were all joking around with like the filters. Like one of them was in like um, the jungle with like glasses on. And so somehow I had made myself a potato. I don't even know how. Okay. Like a baked potato. Okay. Yeah. So it was fun and we were having fun. And so we get off that Zoom call Well, on, that was over the weekend. So when Monday came around, I had a real client Zoom call. Okay. I came in as the potato and I didn't know how to get it off that filter. So for 15 minutes, <laughs> you were a baked potato. I'm a baked potato. And they were like, Donna, did they acknowledge it first? Yes. It? They were like, Oh, that's so cute. Like, look, she's a potato. And I'm like, Oh my God. And so like, I'm hitting all, cause you know, the other thing is you don't want to share your screen. Cause there's nothing. I'm like, I'm not supposed to be Check sharing. Your tab. Well, check your tabs checking my tabs. Like we've talked about before. So I'm hitting all these things. And so I go in to like, you know, get off of that and turn myself into like, like a Jamaican Rastafarian type person. It was insane. And I'm like, finally, I got myself off. And I was so mortified. So be careful what you do. <laughs> I'm calling myself Were you a dancing baked potato? No, I was just a potato, like with a mouth that moved like, burp, 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 you know, <laughs> it was nuts. We've seen on social media, I think it's fantastic that, that, Dinner time right now, more than maybe any other time in, 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 in history, is all about families right now. Dinner time is when everybody comes out of their caves, everybody comes out of their rooms and reunites for the day, talks about the day, what they've done, talks about the challenges that they had. Dinner time at our house has always been that way. Seven o'clock, no excuses. I've always enjoyed cooking dinner for the family. And, and it's just a really special time to us. We have been customers, clients of Dinner Affair for years. Dinner Affair is a meal delivery program. Matter of fact, uh, our meals are being delivered today. And for me, it's like Christmas. I wait like a puppy dog for the delivery van to come up the driveway, like a dog does its master in the afternoon. And then I just hug and cradle and rock in my arms each individual meal as, <laughs> as they are unloaded. You know I'm crazy about this uh, stuff. Yeah. I am. I've heard from a lot of people, though, who have ordered dinner fare. They've put in caddy, gotten their $30 off. And I will tell you, every single person has said, I am so excited. I've got my delivery. The food is great. Because I've asked people to reach back out and let us know what they think. And everyone has been so impressed with the way they were delivered, the quality of the food, how easy it is to prepare. Um, so please, if you've been thinking about it, it is time to jump in. And, you know, we were talking to a friend about this this weekend. You do not have to get in at the six meal level, 12 meals. They have six meals for two. They have six meals for four. They have different plans for different size families. So now is the time to get in. Chicken and waffles is new on the menu. The menu's changed. Uh, it's changed every month. Chicken that. and waffles. Uh, and they're like slider style, like only Dinner Affair can do. Dinner Affair committed to providing a safe and delicious dinner. Everything that you need for every single dinner that you prepare, everything you need down to the skewers for um, kebabs is included. They come frozen. Guaranteed quick meals. Dinneraffair.com. Dinneraffair.com. $30 off first order when you enter the promo code caddy. All right. Is it, uh, are we getting happy? I'm, I'm back. I've got, my, I've got my oomph. I've got I'm my up. oomph. I'm, I've got my oomph back. You know, it was a little, uh, I was a little sad about the Appy segment because the last two have been shuttered due to um, the coronavirus. But they one will be back, one will not. One didn't make it through. But um, I have a new app, and it is perfect for quarantining. It's been quarantine approved. Quarantine approved. Because you promised and us that last yes. pod after the two failures in a row. Okay, they were not failures. They were not failures. However, um, yes, this is a good one. 
and it's perfect for the quarantine. So, should we sing the song? You want to participate this time? I don't. All right. Count me down. Uh, one, two, three. Come on, get happy. Okay. So, today's app is Watchworthy. Okay, one word, watch, like your watch you wear, watch worthy. So what the app is, is you open it up and it's free. And this will bring up, it's kind of like, um, I've never been on Tinder, but I've heard it's like that where you swipe left or swipe right and you say yes or no. But what it is, is different TV shows. So it brings up a show like, say, um, Ozark. And you either give Ozark based on either what you know or you've watched or just what you read about it, a thumbs up or thumbs down. And then it brings up another show, say, um, How I Met Your Mother. Okay. And it could be from any time period. And what it does is it learns the types of shows that you like to watch. And then it suggests to you all of the shows oh, wow. okay. that you should watch. I yeah. get it. Kind of like you you always forward me emails that we get from Netflix. Yes. When they are, they, they think that they've, Releasing, release something. something that is in your wheelhouse, something that, because of your watching habits that you're interested in, and you always forward those to me. It's kind of the same, the same concept here. Yours are all surprisingly either comedy or someone who's murdered someone. Right? Yeah, there's no in between. But it's like going from Loretta Lynn, yes, to um, who was it with my hype songs? Yes, ja Rule. Ja Rule. No, that was no. Hang on, this week. Uh, oh, uh, 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 Disney, Disney. Uh, we're all in this together. So what? Then what you do? Everybody won't leave it. I'm sorry, it's your second. Stay, stop bogarting my segment. So then what you do is you either click a plus to add it to your playlist. You know, it's basically a watch list. And it just kind of gives you um, a list of things. And it's off every platform. You, some of them you may have some. Where does a list live, though? Like, On your phone. You? So I can pull mine up. And it's not necessarily things I've watched. It's just a suggestion of things you may want it. to is watch. Is it current stuff? Or everything. Is it? Okay. Everything. Like it pulled up... Um, I've already binged, rebinged Gossip Girl, but it pulled that up. And I mean, just things that you would, some shows you may have not even, were never even on your radar. That's embarrassing to me that that, that comes up in my searches, like recently watched. So if I had friends, which I don't, and they were to come over to the house and we pop up the Netflix screen, Gossip Girl comes up under my, um, XOXO, uh, under my folder or whatever, recently yeah. watched Gossip Girl. Yeah, I'm the man though who threw High School Musical into That's the true. Spotify playlist. Though. But anyways, it's really cool, and I mean, it pulls up animated, it pulls up from um, Hulu, Disney, Netflix. Um, I mean, channels again like National Geographic. If you're really into like outdoor type things, or um, it's really cool because you know how I've seen a couple of my friends posting. You know, what are you watching? You know, everybody always asks you, you know, what are you watching right now? What are you watching right now? And there's a lot of obvious shows, but there's so much that you may not know about. So it's called Watchworthy. We'll put it in the um, letter, and it is COVID-friendly. Oh, we just got uh, we, happy. Uh, okay, got to close it out with the yeah, jingle. there we go. So recovered during quarantine. I brought in a couple of things. I, Donna, you found my only, my first and only term paper ever written when I was in college. How was that possible? Because well, I was only there for... Oh. Okay. Uh, at Western Carolina University, time. I was there for about a year. Mm -hmm. um, I think I got a couple hours. And then when I transferred to Myrtle Beach to Coastal Carolina, I never went because I couldn't find a parking spot. And so I never withdrew, if you remember. So this is it. Okay. And it was RTV 140. So it was a 100 series, you know, 100 level course uh -huh. for radio and television. Presented to Dr. Samuel Dyer, November 27th, 1991. You ready for the title? Well, you know this. What was the title? Can clever advertising alone support a new line of beer? Why ask why? The advertising and marketing strategy of Anheuser-Busch for the 1990 introduction of Bud Dry. How about that? 
That's interesting. 100% plagiarized by materials that Anheuser-Busch okay. sent to me. Why <laughs> would you? Why would you say or do that? Back then, your professors could go online to those sites and plug, plug stuff in. Um, Shame on you. Yeah, but remember when 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 that product came out when yeah. when Budweiser launched it, Bud Dry. Yeah, I was um, an advertising major too. It's like you spent so much time writing papers on ten pages, different products and so forth. Ten pages and my resources. What uh, should have just been Anheuser Busch marketing materials, right? <laughs> Eight, nine, ten, eleven. I have twelve different uh, resources. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many of them that were created, and made up, as opposed to used. But it's quite impressive, and it's so old now. The pages are browning. Yeah. Because it's been almost 20 years. Yeah. If not more, I can't add and subtract. And you can tell it was that paper. Remember when you had you had those wheel printers where you had to line up? Oh, my gosh, the, yes. The holes, and then it was perforated. So after everything had printed off, you would strike the you, right side, yes. the margin, and strike the left margin. You'd pull off those it's that kind of paper. things. Yeah. Yes. Oscar the police mouse has been recovered during quarantine. Tell everyone who Oscar is. Oscar the Police Mouse was a story that I wrote when I was probably in sixth grade. And when I was in elementary school and middle school, I was a Kitty Page editor for the Charlotte Observer. And so I, I would choose it to publish my old stories. What? No other submissions ever made it. They were just mine. So you didn't curate <laughs> anyone else's work. I'm kidding. Uh, but I did write Oscar the Police Mouse, and I don't remember a thing about it, Donna. But you found the storyboards because yes. Channel Nine Eyewitness News in Charlotte picked up Oscar the Police Mouse and showed it on television. And so we're going to include pictures of some of the storyboards in the letter this weekend. But my dad did the storyboards. That's awesome. And there's Oscar. Oh, in his uniform. He's so cute. In a street, and uh, there's Oscar patrolling, and there was a bank robbery clearly because there's a robber running out of a bank in this uh, this still. Uh, storyboard, and then the other mice are hollering, uh, "Stop thief!" One of them's got like a little cheerleading outfit, so cute. And then the dogs are chasing the robber, arf arf. And then here comes Oscar in his patrol car, chasing the robber down the street. And then the robber is wearing prison stripes behind jail. Um, I love it. And then Oscar gets the hero award. So your dad did your dad do the illustrations? Yeah, yeah, he's an amazing. Yeah, artist. granddaddy was an art major. My dad. Yeah, we have a couple of things that he has um, painted and drawn in our house, and they're pretty amazing. And then you had the end. Oh, Oscar the Police Mouse. I had not thought about Oscar the Police Mouse. Where'd you find this? It's in my purging. In, in like the book, bookshelf or something? Yeah. Yeah. And then the third uh, item that I have recovered during quarantine is a letter that uh, is from 1990. And it was written to one of my heroes, and his name is Bob Kingsley. And he's no longer with us. Bob Kingsley was a radio icon. Bob Kingsley hosted American Country Countdown for decades, and we lost Bob in the past year. You found this letter, though, and it's written on WIRC stationery. WIRC was the AM station that I worked at that was a sister station to the rock station. That we talked about recently. Right. And I did afternoons when I was 15. Uh, I did four to seven because I went out of school yet. I you know, had to go to school and then go directly to the radio station. But I would work afternoons from four to seven on WIRC. And I wrote a letter to Bob Kingsley asking him if he would uh, come on my show. 
because we ran American Country Countdown on the weekends. My first, my very first job in radio was running American Country Countdown when it came on, it came in on those huge vinyl records. The 13 inch, right? Big ones. Uh, the 33s. Yeah. 33, yeah. yeah. And you would have to, and, and man, we're going back here, but you would have to put it on the record player and cue it up. Yeah. And you'd fire a jingle coming out of commercials. Six, what was it? Six, uh. 630, 630 country, WRC, and then you had to fire the turntable, and you wanted it to be tight. You you know, I was I was always so proud of my board work. Now, as radio evolved, everything's computerized now. You don't control anything. Right. But when you ran a board, as it was called, you could make it tight. You could, you know, you would always, or I would, I would listen to the outro of even a commercial and listen to the intro of a song. How can I fade these in? How can I make this sound? Yeah, and people used to like always say, records. yeah, when you were in afternoons um, on 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 both kicks and Y one oh six when you did it for a while in there, people would always comment how like you, you did a great job. Like when you were running your own board, which again no one does anymore. But um people would always say that about you. That you were very good about that. I never heard from Bob Kingsley, by the way. <laughs> right. But it was always I your... did meet though. He and his yeah. wife Nan. Uh, Nan managed Bob's career and she still is is the the CEO of American Country Countdown, a show that Bob owns. And you always wanted to, you always wanted to fill in for him. Like if he ever went, you know, cause he would go on vacation and sometimes they would let local or not local, but I mean, different country artists because American country countdown was very similar to like the Casey Kasem countdown, but it was all country. Um, and if you, if you've ever heard his voice, you would know it in just a second. I mean, he just has a great radio voice. I had an opportunity to meet him again. My radio hero, Bob Kingsley, about 10 years ago at the country radio seminar in Nashville. He and Nan both met them both. And that was one of maybe the top three times I'd ever been so starstruck in my life. Kenny Rogers. I talked about that. Kenny, I couldn't talk in front of Kenny Rogers because I, I, I thought so much about him and just appreciated his music and the person that he was. Bob Kingsley really kind of got me into radio. Yeah. When, when I first started running American country countdown on Saturday mornings, WRC from nine to noon or whatever it was, I, I didn't like country music. I hated country music. I had a bunch of redneck friends in high school and they would listen to Hank Williams Jr. all the time. And I'd be like, what is this stuff? You know, I just, I was, I was not a country fan. Right. Bob Kingsley made me a country fan. Now I did have to sit in the studio and couldn't leave for three hours. So it's not like I, I had to listen to the songs. You turn the monitors down, but you couldn't escape. You know, now the all the countdowns and syndicated shows are programmed into the computer. Somebody has to, you don't have to walk in there anymore. So with the records, would it be like one of three? Yes. Yeah. So you had to. Like, well, there were half hours. So it was four hours. Bear Country Countdown, when it was launched by Kingsley, it was a four hour show. So you would actually have eight. So you had to keep them in order. Yeah. Oh, you did. And there were times. <clears throat> there were times my head wasn't right, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And I would repeat a half hour. <laughs> oh, gosh. So he'd be like sending out noon, a shout out to the same person. Like, you're supposed to be done at noon, and Bob Kingsley would still have like the top five are still to come. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? That's going to run us to 1230. We're going to miss the start of the NASCAR race. We got to get to the NASCAR feed. But um, one of my heroes, that was a, a great find for me. Thank you for that, Don. I appreciate you doing all this cleaning out. Yeah, see. While we uh, rest during the quarantine, there is a deal for you at Gallery Furniture. And, and they are shopping online now at askthewolfman.com. There's a three-piece queen bed dresser mirror trombo. Uh, it's distressed. Explain distressed on it. The, well, it just almost looks six ninety nine. The price. Let me get that in. Yeah, it's amazing. It looks brand new, but it kind of has an older um, look. You know, it, it, it's um, 
it looks more not worn, but more of kind of a, it's just an aesthetic, but it, it, it it's a distressed look. Big kind of like farmhouse type distressed look right now. Sofalepsy combo, ten ninety nine gallery furniture, Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Get the best brands and prices. It's always a mission of gallery furniture. And even though the showroom in Gainesville is closed right now, they can take it. They'll FaceTime with you right now to get you the yeah. exact pieces that you're looking for for your home. Everybody's at home right now. There are a lot of people that are not only cleaning out, but they're rearranging. Yes. Ordering different pieces, redoing rooms, things like that. Think of gallery furniture. Ask for the Wolfman. Dot com. Whether you're looking for a dining room table, king-size bed for your master, sofa for your living room, gallery furniture, Gainesville has you covered. Different brands, styles, and they offer financing to askforthewolfman.com is the website. And ask for the Wolfman, ask for Donna, now ask for Marilyn. His family business has been for well over, what, three, four decades in Hall County. Pod peeps for this show of my second act. Jennifer Thomas, Caddy and Donna. I work in the billing department at a pediatric practice in Griffin. My coworker friend, Crystal, and I love starting our Tuesday and Thursday mornings off with you two. You brighten our days, especially with everything going on right now. Uh, we look forward to our time with you and love listening to your stories. Uh, she loves a letter. Uh, Jen does. Uh, she writes, and I've loved getting the emails and seeing pictures of you, your family, and all the fun times and conversations you and Donna have. Just wanted to reach out and say thank you. How nice, Jennifer Thomas. Very nice. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you for listening. Uh, Cindy Murphy is a pod peep for this uh, episode. We were going back and forth on uh, Facebook, the Cadillac Jack uh, Facebook fan page. And Cindy reached out knowing that Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors, were sponsors of our podcast. And she said to me, love these folks. We received three offers and were under contract without being officially on the market. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Would definitely recommend. Very pleased. I tagged Tracy Cousineau. Tracy pops in uh, with a big thank you to Cindy. And uh, Cindy says to Tracy that she worked with Kara Corley and was an awesome expert advisor to work with. So uh, thank you, Cindy Murphy, for being supportive of my second act, but also supporting the sponsors. Yeah, we love hearing about, you know, you interacting with our sponsors and having great experiences. Stacey Daniels, same thing. Uh, I love to hear behind the scenes stories about radio. It's an interesting business in how it operates. Also, can't wait for my first order of dinner affair to arrive. Thanks for sharing your success with him. Listen, this is unaided. Stacy just posted on my, my my wall. Yeah, that's great. And so I reached back out to her after a couple of weeks just to say, hey, how, how are your meals? Are they as good as I told you they would be? Are they as simple and delicious and nutritious? They are amazing. Stacy Daniel got back to me. Uh, super easy and delicious. Can't wait for the May menus. They're such an amazing company. Uh, and I told her that we're getting uh, our order this week. You know, I've had a couple people reach out to me and say, um, love your stories about behind the scenes radio was radio. It sounds like it was such a fun business to work in. And it really was. Um, and I think it, you know, because you worked in radio for 26 years, I've also had people say, you know, are you bitter that you're no longer in radio? And we're not um, at all. You know, we've talked before about second acts. And that's what our podcast is called and how sometimes you don't realize what a gift you're being given. Um, if anyone had told me that a long time ago, I would have said that's not true, but it really is. But that being said, um, we loved our time in radio. Um, we had the, we were very fortunate in that the time we worked in radio and some of the stories that sound so crazy that we tell you guys, the reason they sound crazy is because radio at that time was kind of a crazy quirky, um, world where everyone was just one big gigantic family kind of working together. And, um, Radio remained fun. It's the only business you ever worked in. We always say it put a house over our 
um, a roof over our heads. It, you know, but that was really the listeners. You know, what changed in radio through the years was the owners and the consolidation and that type of thing. But what never changed were the listeners and, you know, their, um, their willingness to share their lives and be a part of our lives. And that's what we still love about the podcast. But I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, it sounds like radio was so much fun. And it was, it really was back in those days. Who introed the show? Scott Hayes introed the show today. Uh, Scott works at the new magic 105.9 in Brunswick, Georgia. And some behind the scenes stuff about Scott Hayes. Uh, Scott was a listener of kicks 1015 for years and years and years and years. And we passed and met, uh, spent time just having conversations at different uh, concerts and the, through the years. And and Scott wrote here, I 100% consider you my mentor in radio. No, I remember when you snuck me into a meet and greet with Big and Rich at Carl Black in Kennesaw. Uh, Scott graduated as an owl from KSU in 2014 um, and always had the radio bug. He took a break from radio, went into special ed around 2016, but knew in the long run my heart was in radio, so here I am to stay. I'm really involved with advocating for the special needs community and have a huge heart to serve. You're an inspiration, and I'm blessed for this opportunity to enter your second act. No, man, we're, we're blessed to have yeah, you. Yeah, that's so sweet. As a fan, as a friend, Scott Hayes, but also thank you for your intro. And if you are down along the, what do they call it, the Golden Coast? Yeah, Golden Isles. Golden Isles in Brunswick, Georgia. Uh, check out Scott Hayes on the new Magic 105.9 WXMX. Those are great calls. WXMX. Yeah, that's, those are good. WXMX. But I, be, I bet because it's like Magic 105, they say it very like, calm, you know? <laughs> what was that again? Calm, like mm. w, WXMX. The voice of the Brunswick Force, New Magic 105.9. New Magic 105.9. Right. We do have a small ask of you. Three things, if you don't mind. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. With the podcast, number two, rate and review, uh, rate and leave, five-star reviews for the pod. And number three, show our sponsors some love. Means so much to us and means so much to them, too. Like Gallery Furniture on Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. Dinner Affair, it's still $30 off any order for first-time customers. Jump in now, promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y. 1-800-HURT-911. Call 1-800-HURT-911 to get the best representation after car accident. Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors. Call Tracy today at 855-MY-EXPERT. And Core 57, Milton and Alpharetta City Center. Updates and new episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. We are so proud to be a part of the Appen Podcast Network.